the words I ain't gonna take in the game compared to the damage I get to do. As long as you still have feelings of hurt, I'll be around as long as you let me get to you. As long as I got two balls to palm, I'll be the bottom you just to pass along. Get scared, little piss hands, and see if I don't come along and stomp your phone. Thunder and lightning, rain, hell, sleep with a tornado's the kind of brainstorm I get. So when wind starts blowing shit, talk about going in, going insane's more like it. Welcome back to the Broken Home Podcast. Thank you for joining us again. Tonight, we got another special guest. We got J.J. Morin. How you doing tonight, Jay? No, I'm not too bad, guys. What's going on? I'm uh, glad to be here. Right on, Dad. Thanks for joining us, bro. Why don't we start off with, introduce us. Where are you from? Uh, from Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Uh, born and raised, been here my whole life. Yeah. What about family life when you were growing up? Brothers, sisters? Uh, I got a couple brothers on my dad's side, a couple brothers on my mom and my stepdad's side. Uh, growing up was, was crazy, bro, you know? My parents were separated, like, before I was born. I seen my dad, you know, here and there. My mom got with my stepdad when I was, like, two years old. It was good for the first few years, you know? Uh, by the time I was, like, seven or eight, he started, like... There was some abuse, you know what I mean? Some physical abuse. And that went on for years, you know what I mean? And they thought they could, like, buy it back, you know? Like, buy me stuff. And um, by the time I was, like, 14 years old, I, I started getting in trouble. I was stealing cars with my boys and doing this and that. By the time I was 15, I started fighting back. And uh, I I gave the old man, uh, you know, a, a fun day at the office. <laughs> I ended up uh, in the hospital with, like, I, I I went to punch him and I missed. I was drunk. It was my, like, I started that whole one, but it was like, you know, I'm big now, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, so I, I was giving it to him pretty good and. I took a swing at him at the back door and I put my hand through the storm window and, and I didn't even realize I was bleeding. I was so drunk. I put my hand on the car to, to put my shoes on. The whole hood was covered in blood. I guess I like cut through the main artery. I had like 180 stitches. Oh. But I, I went to one of my homies houses. Like I, they followed a blood trail, like a kilometer and a half. I went to a, a store. I called the cab. I went to my homies house. He lived like out in the boonies. And uh, his mom was like, oh, Jay, you got to go to the hospital. You got to go to the hospital. I was like, fuck, I was on bail. Like, I'm, I'm not going to the hospital, you know? So I took off from his house, and I guess I passed out in the ditch. Like, I lost so much blood. I passed out in the ditch, and I woke up at the hospital, and in my pocket, I had my buddy's ID, his health card. So he had came and found me. They were asking me, like, what happened. I told them that I was cutting something with a circular saw, and the blade broke, and it cut my arm. Just bullshit, right? Like they, like something I would never say now. But uh, the cops came there because I didn't know the mom's maiden name, none of that shit. When they asked me, when they and I didn't look like my buddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so the cops came, but it was cool. I was on, I was on bail for my parents, but it was Friday night, and there's no JP till Monday, so they didn't want to press charges. They just wanted to pull my bail. So they did, they did that, but they couldn't do it till Monday. So they're like, turn yourself in on Monday. I got out of the hospital. And a year later, I got picked up for that. But And oh, it God. sounds like right off the hop, you did not have the ideal childhood growing up. Uh, 
you know what? It's crazy, bro. Cause like my parents are, they're, they're not like well off, but they're like upper, upper middle tier. You know what I mean? And I was, I was the only kid for a long time. And then till I was like 12, I think. Yeah. 12. And like, they bought me anything and everything I wanted. So it looked like I had like a privileged sort of life, you know, I was in every sport, this and that. But like, there was a time he shook me out of my jeans, but, like picked me up and shook me out of my jeans, dropped me on my head. And, and said like, I told you to pull up your fucking pants. I don't, I don't, I don't, I buy your fucking clothes that, 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 right on my head. You know what I mean? I was probably 10, maybe nine, you know? So yeah, yeah. Like, like it looked good, but it was a little fucked up. I don't talk to them no more, man. I don't talk to them. I wrote them off when I went to prison. I wrote them a 10 page letter and like poured my heart out and said, you know, it's only me and you here. We're not, you can't lie to me. You know what I mean? I was there. How long have you written them off at this point? Six years. Six years. Six and a half. But I haven't really seen them for a year and a half, two before that, because they were mad at me, you know? You So you were fairly young when you were getting in trouble. Did you think it was uh, – I'm going to just jump right in. Do you think it was more for attention on your for your mom as a way to get back at your dad? Like, how, how, how was that dynamic? Like, did you have a closer relationship with your mom? What was that like? You know what, bro? I did, like, for the longest time because, like – Bro, he, he beat her up too. Like, I jumped in the mix of that, and I caught my own end of it for doing that, but I, I jumped in the middle a lot. Listen, to be talking about another man, like, bro, I haven't been perfect in all my situations, you know what I mean? So, yep. like, I've never, never beat my kids. That's not what I'm saying at all. I would never yeah. beat my kids. Like, he's a goof for that. He would leave, like, she would kick him out, or we would go stay somewhere else, me and just my mom. This is, like, before my brother and sister, so pre-11 years old, right? So we would go and stay somewhere else or like they would get in a fight. Like, like he's, he's, he's fucked up. Like he's better now. He's older. And you know what? I wish, I wish I could have that relationship with him now. He's, he, he's done some creepy shit. Like we used to live in a building. He we lived on the second floor and we, me and my mom were gone out somewhere. She was drinking it up at her friend's house and I was playing with the kids, you know, those gigs. Right. Yeah. And, um, he went home, they got a fight or something. And he was fucking being nosy about something for the people upstairs and leaning over the balcony. Buddy fell off the balcony, broke both arms, both legs, had pins and needles, arms in his had like 20 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he, you know? And he always used to act like a tough guy and stuff and like, and like fight with me when I was younger, right? Just before I got popped this time. I got into a little altercation with my baby mom. I spit on the ground and she punched me in the back of the head. My mom came over and started hitting me. Then he runs over. Okay. And there's a big crowd of people. And I'm the whole time going, yo, you guys stop. What are you doing? What, like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Because I know I'm going. I'm going guaranteed if the cops come. He came and I just seen red. So I grabbed yeah. him. I just started hitting him. Like three guys were trying to grab my arm off. And when they got off, I grabbed his hair. So I kept hitting him. I gave him another five or six. And then they backed off. So I'm gone. I leave. Long story short. My baby mom, who she's whatever, bro. But uh, she decides not to write a statement or press charges. This guy fucking wrote a statement on me and press charges for assault after he beat me my whole entire life. Do you know what I mean? Slimy. Like, 
like I was in fear of that man, bro. Like in fear of that man, like and mental abuse like crazy. Yeah. Was this the first time that you kind of, you know, got one over on him and, and maybe maybe nah, he, it, he wrote it? that statement, you know, just because like he, a little pissed off that, that the, the kid got one over on him? It wasn't not the first time. No, it wasn't the first time. Like he, I like, tuned him up a couple of times, okay. but, but like he should have known not to approach me in that situation. First of all, he should have known that he's known me my whole life. Yeah. He known that. And I mean, you know what? Like, even though I'm not talking to him and even all the shit, I love them both. Like I, yeah. I have lots of love for them, but it's just something. It's a relationship that's so toxic. So yeah. after I, I was on bail for that stuff, right? My mother was not involved in the situation. Okay. I didn't have, I had a do not contact on my babe mom and do not contact on my stepmom. So my, my, or on my stepdad, my, my kid had a first communion. I was there obviously, but I gave everybody distance, her family, everything. But I had to like sit with my baby. It was weird. Like, okay. And afterwards, I was about five feet from my mother. I had to listen. I had already, my stepfather had came up to me and shook my hand and this and that. I'm five feet away from her. I said, Hey mom. And she turned around and said, Oh my God, you can't be within a hundred meters of me. And she started freaking out in a fucking church, bro. I was wow. so mad. I was so mad. I was so hurt. I was like, nah, this is, you know, so yeah. I just wrote them off, but I didn't disrespect them in the letter. And I just said a bunch of facts politely wish them well sometimes it's it, it that's that's the best way to do is to just have to remove somebody from your life even if it is family like i have toxic family members as well and i had to step back and just say i cannot be involved with this no more because i'm my own person and i have a family i gotta watch out for i'm just gonna get in trouble dealing with you still right. and and if they can't understand it they can't understand it it's like i got a team of people a group of people that have known me my whole life, but only judge me on a certain part of it. And bro, they're on speed dial with the cops if I'm near them. Like it's it's ridiculous. I don't do anything wrong, bro. I've changed my life a million percent. Like I've yeah. changed my life where like I don't want drama with nobody. Like, don't get it twisted. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm not a bitch, but I mean, I'm not, I don't want drama. I don't want to argue. I don't want to play games. Yeah. I might troll some people on TikTok, but that's just, <laughs> that's just for fun, bro. Like it's not yeah. real. I'm, I'm not going to your house. You know what I mean? Like you're not going to get me that wild. Like I'm not like that anymore. My girl calmed me down so much. I got so much to live for now, bro. Even my PO is like, yo, you're doing amazing. Like, it sounds like that you had to completely change that mind state. And that's exactly what I had to do. I had to basically just step out of that my old body and take a look at the world through different eyes and, and yeah. realize I cannot act like this no more. I cannot go off the line because then I'm 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 gone forever. You know, so right, having that bro. mind state. Bro, it's been close a couple of times where I thought, oh shit, like uh oh. You know, but back in the past, like in the past, yeah. bro, there's been some close situations. Two of my old best friends, like my partner, he turned to be a big snitch, but they, they allegedly killed a guy 
And, you know, like, I was supposed to go out with them that night, bro, when this allegedly happened. Like, there was another situation that was kind of similar, but, like, that, and it, it didn't end the same way. Um, and, you know, like, fuck, I think back, like, I, you know? Yeah. Uh, like, I wasn't, this, this time in prison, like, I had been out of trouble since, from 2002, when my daughter was born. I got out. I missed my daughter's birth because of stupid shit, right? And uh, I got out when she was like six months old, three, six months old. And uh, I was like, nah, I'm not doing this no more. And I went straight. I had, you know, I, I worked at the Chrysler plant for 10 years. I was doing my thing. You know what I mean? I was in the union. Um, and my life just changed because just problems with my baby mom problems at home so i left and it the job ended up ended up paying me out some money and like uh severance shit whatever and then i started selling dope right like i'd always sell sold weed always my whole life i sold weed whatever but this was a little i i needed some cash you know what i mean yeah. i needed cash and someone came to me and said yo i'll put you on right like so I started selling. You've been in, in prison. You've been, you were getting in trouble. What was the first major time that you got in trouble with the law? Major, major time? Uh, well, when I was 14, man, like my buddy got beat up at school. My best friend in the world, BJ Lee. His name is Bruce Lee, okay? Nice. He's my best. I haven't seen him in a few years now since I went, went away. I hope you're doing well, bro. But uh, he he went he moved and he went to school to a new school and I guess he got beat up at school by a couple kids new kids so he told me where the kids lived and me and my buddy we got on the the bus with a baseball bat thinking we were gangsters and we went to the house and bang 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 on the door and like I guess it's his older brother came on and just grabbed me <laughs> and the bat and me were useless now right I'm fifteen year old kid he's a grown man and. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, we went to the police station out there in Dundas, and my parents ended up picking me up. No charges filed, but that was like the first, you know, that was the jump off, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, there is a large gang presence in Hamilton still, is there not? Uh yeah, yeah. There's like um some blood and crip stuff or whatever. But when I lived in London, a friend of ours went to Hamilton. His name was Adam. And he had a couple rival dudes show up at his house with machetes. Machetes was the big thing back then. Yeah, yeah, the OBB. What's that? Yeah, the, OB, the OBB. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they they had they, brother up in the shower. Like, that, it was. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. It was I'm, not saying, hey, I'm not saying that was anybody in particular. That's not what I meant. <laughs> I meant back then in the days, it was the, um, the Asian blood gangs and stuff, right? Yeah. 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 When you were younger, who did you have for a role model? Like, who did you look up to? I didn't really have too many people, but uh, my cousin, she married, um, she married a man named Dino, Portuguese guy. And my cousin Kelly was, I'd say, like ten years older than me. She used to babysit me and whatnot. Um, she married him, and I looked up to him. Like, I mean, I I ran from like. I ran from my house after getting beat to his house. You know what I mean? Like he, he, he would, you know, take me in and 
through this stuff. He's actually one of my son's godfathers um, to this day. Uh, uh, he's not with my cousin anymore. She turned out to be a vindictive rat bitch. Uh, and yeah, she she actually told me because she would think he was at my house. There's always a fucked up story that goes with a good one, right? Yeah. yeah. Talking, about, <laughs> yeah. Talking, talking about role models, man. And, uh, <laughs> you know, the broad, the broad got mad at him. I had a bunch of plants in his backyard, and she called the she didn't say she was going to call the cops. She called the cops and said that I forced them to do that. Nothing happened because you're an idiot. But then she was so mad at me, she told me, I'm not going to rest until I put you in prison for the rest of your life. I was like, I mean, I don't even know why. Like, I don't know why. Because, like, she would be, like, treat him like shit and, you know, call him names and be a cheat. And I would call her out on it because I don't give a fuck. That's my, that's my dog. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's, he's like my, he's like my brother, right? So, yeah. like, he's, he's a role model. He's older than me. But, like, it turned out he got me a job at Chrysler where I worked for 10 years. Drove into work every day together. We, we are super close. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, I looked up to him. I, I still do. You know what I mean? He's handled a lot of adversity in his life too. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah, he's a yeah, he's a good guy. I look up to him. Right he on. Yelled me, me when I was a kid. Yeah, that's right on. So let's fast forward here. You got in some trouble on and off as a youth. You're an adult. You get caught with a brick and a handgun. What yeah, happened? that was. Um, okay. <laughs> or is there something uh, before that? Oh, there's lots, bro. There's fucking yeah. loads of shit before that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so when I stayed out of trouble, like, then I, when I said I, I left this, the, the marital situation I was in, you know, with my, I wasn't married to her at all. And like, yeah. Uh, but when I left there, like, a week after I left, she called the cops to me because I smashed my own laptop. I tried to fight the cop out front. I was bombed. Um, so that started it. I hadn't been in trouble for years. There was a promise to appear, right? They, they bring me to the station, promise to appear. Then I ended up getting, oh, man, I was, <laughs> I was with my cousin, and I got in a fight with the woman I was with, an argument, and some 226ers or Wisers were on the way, and, and I was already drunk. We'd been drinking whiskey. And when they came, I grabbed one. I said, this is mine. And I literally, in one pull, chugged the entire thing, bro. That's oh, fuck. That's the last time I drank. Buddy, it didn't even, you know all that you make that face when you when you drink a shot? Buddy, yeah. I didn't, I didn't feel that at all. The, the bottle never touched my lips. It was just like, bug, 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 bug. Might as well have been water. Right. <laughs> so I, I don't remember nothing from five minutes later, but I had someone running behind me. So they know the whole story. I went to the McDonald's drive-thru and walked up to this guy at the drive-thru window in a car and said, which one of you guys is, and I don't remember the name I asked, but then I just started fighting him, and I jumped in the car, and I started fighting the other guy and his buddy in the back, and I guess I knocked one of their teeth out, so it was assault causing bodily harm. Then I was running through the park, and this is all, I'm getting all this fed back to me, and it's in the police park. I went up somebody's fire escape in their apartment, came out the front door and started running again. Okay. <laughs> and then, and then the cops got me. So I wake up in the morning. I'm, I'm, I'm like, Oh, I'm so sore. Like the source I've ever found in my life. And I'm like, fuck. So I had a warrant for, for breach. So I said, Oh, I guess I got picked up last night. Fuck. I must've been bombed. I go into video court. They're like, okay, you're charged with assault cause and bodily. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I don't even know what's going on. 
You yeah. know what I mean? So that happened. I did some time for that. Then I, I got out on bail. I did it like a couple months. I got out on bail on it. Then, then, so I remember I got that other charge from before. I got these new charges. Now I get into that thing I was telling you about at the baseball park. I catch two assaults for that. And um, then I got in three high-speed chases in my own vehicles, got away every time, but they were charging me with it. I could have beat it. I could have beat it, but it ended up being packaged together. I got weekends. I, I did like, I did a year. I did nine months in, like in, this is in like 2015. Then I got weekends. I was doing weekends, fucked up the weekends, started selling dope like before the weekend started. Got up where I was, you know, I, I was I was moving a few units a week, whatever. Um, got tricked into selling fentanyl. I was told it was China white. I didn't know much about heroin. I've never done an opiate in my life. Anyways, I, a bunch of people were at it on me, like a bunch. Like I had four sources, okay? And in that, oh, there was so much stuff. Like I'm not even going to say who I think it was. Like I'm not, yeah. I'm not going there right now, you know what I mean? But uh, they got me with, like, I don't know, half a brick of crystal, a fiance of fatty, which shouldn't even have been fatty. They, it was, like, a couple grams. The cops got me for, like, thousands and thousands of dollars. Hamilton police can, you know, you know what I mean? But, uh, but yeah, I had a fiance of coke, a fiance of fatty, half a brick. They got the pistol under my under my pillow, Okay. And I had just woke up, buddy. Listen, I had eight cameras on my house. I didn't look at one of them. I didn't look at one of them. I panicked. Crystal, if you put it in water, it just dissolves. So I had a big bucket of water there, right? Like, just in case, always. Didn't even attempt to put it in it, right? And I'm way up in the attic. So they kicked the door off. They they knocked the door off. And I, there was about 12 of them, full tactical gear. Buddy, the whole house was shaking. I didn't know what the fuck it was at first. And the whole house was shaking. At first, I went to reach for, for a strap. I thought I thought it was, you know, somebody coming to rob me. Yeah. But the whole house was shaking. And I heard police, police. So, whoa, I'm not touching that, right? I'm not touching the thing with the police coming. They'll just shoot me. So the person that was there with me, my co-accused, went to the stairs right away. And I just, honestly, they didn't even come up the stairs. It'd be like, Expecting a standoff, right? Because I'm the, just the way that the house is. So I was in my underwear, for fuck's sake. So I, I just came down the stairs, sat down. I had like 10 beams on me. Boom, 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 boom. Then, uh, yeah, it wasn't a good day. I started fucking with them right away, telling them my lawyer's a beast and this and that. I was just, I was stupid, bro. I thought yeah. I was a gangster at that minute in time. I thought I, I thought I was a gangster. Like I thought, yo, look at me. I'm a brick man. Like, yo, I'm doing my thing. Like I got whatever I need. I'm driving this Mercedes, that da, 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 da. me and my buddy bought a Lambo yesterday. Like, you know what I mean? My buddies, I was with him. He paid 128 cash. Just like it was nothing. You know what I mean? And I just thought I was a boss. Right. Thinking I just had to step it up another level. And buddy, I wish I did not do that. Like, I guess. In one sense of the word, like I do say, I'm glad I went because I met my my now partner, my fiance, two years into my bit, like on a fluke, on an accident, and now I'm and we and you know we talked every day and 
the visits and stuff. But I've been living here for, I don't know, basically since I've been out. Like, I did six months in the halfway house, but I was only there from 11 at night to 6 in the morning. I was here, you know? And, uh, but on the other hand, man, like, broken relationships and stuff like and and meeting her when you're you're in in prison did that give you just that motivation to to get the hell out of there definitely did definitely did it was like bro you know i tell this to a lot of people i'll remember this forever so any other time i've been in trouble i had people there on my court dates this and that and the other and yeah, I had some, I had people there at some of the court dates, but okay. I was getting sentenced to eight and a half years, bro. I had never done more than a year. Okay. And that was a long time ago, long time ago. You know, um, I remember like, I knew my deal. I was getting eight and a half years. I knew it. There was no questions, no anything, unless the judge threw something weird. I knew what I was getting. So I was prepared. And I was ready, bro. Two months after I, the first two months I was in, I was scared. I was looking at 16 years and that's what I ended up getting 16, but it's like consecutive and concurrent. So they offset each other and it ended up being eight and a half. Like is my sentence, but uh, I was ready for it. But when I looked around and there wasn't one person, not even other people, it was weird. It was right empty other than the benches and me and the judge. And it, it crushed me. It crushed me. Like, it, it was like, fuck, like, I got nobody. Yeah. Like, no one, you know? Which isn't true. Like, I have I have my one homie, Lucas. Like, Lucas is, he's a G, bro. He's, he's my boy. Like, he took care of me when I was in, sent me money whenever I needed. Because, like, I wasn't asking my spouse, my partner, that I met while I was in for a dollar. You know what I mean? While I was in, I'm yeah. not doing that. Because right away, that's what they have in their mind. Like, oh, they're going to use me for money. So I never asked her for a dollar. I wanted to prove it to her, right? That, you know, like, it's not about money. Like, I sent her money. You know what I mean? She didn't need it, but I sent her money. And I sent her flowers. I got my buddy to go, you know what I mean? So that was good. But, yeah, that, that court date was was a, one of the worst moments of my life. It was It was just, there was nowhere to go down from there, right? So yeah, when yeah. I got when I got that sentence, I I got a little wild. You know what I mean? Like I was like, "Fuck it." You know what I mean? I'm here for the, I'm, I've made eight and a half years. I got nobody. Let's let's go. You know what I mean? I'm gonna get there and show what's up, like what I'm worth. You know what I mean? And I did that, and it just fucking made things worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. Like, uh, I did a bunch of whole time like is not necessary right missing phone times and yard times and fucking healing you know i'm 42 years old i went there when i was 37 30, like 35 and a half or something right it's it's not the same as it used to be like yeah, <laughs> yeah man what, what was Buddy, the longest the stretch in the hole uh when i was when i was in yo not yo when i but before my it was like 99 or 2000. So I was like 19 or 20. I did uh, nine and a half months in the hole. Yeah. And it wasn't like I got in a big beef with someone, but it wasn't even because of that. Like it wasn't even because of that. I just kept on fuck you, whatever, boot my door, like 
because they put you on it's called LOAP, right? Loss of all privileges. Yeah. Now, you would think certain things weren't privileges. Like they come to you. Okay, first of all, your mattress is this this big, buddy. It's it's less than an inch, and it's one of those fire return. It's the same as those those suicide gowns. Okay, mm. it's like two of those suicide gowns sticked on top of each other, stuck on top of each other. Okay, but they come and get it at seven a.m. and they they bring it back to you at seven p.m. That's so considered day, a luxury. Brother, in the day, you don't have nothing in your cell. You're in boxers. That's it. Fuck. There's nothing else wow. in there. Loss of all privileges. But that's before. Now they did all this legislation. Bro, every two cells in the hole has a fucking 40-inch TV in front of it. <laughs> I swear to God. In, in Hamilton Bucket right now, and they made two big, huge windows in the door. So the door is almost all windows. So you can see it, but it's always on mute unless you got like a a, a good copper and have, or everybody agrees on a show. Then still, it's it's super low, but it's right in front of your fucking door. You sit on the floor before I'm sitting in the hole for months and months, and they're taking my mattress. Like I'm I'm putting um, requests to get a Bible. You know what I mean? And it's taking yeah. a month. You know, just for something to read. Yeah, keep you busy. Yeah. This time I didn't do too many long stretches in the hole. In in federal, it's not. It's it's different. It's different. It's way better, bro. Where I did my last few years, cake. It's cake. Like yeah, like a couple things go on, but I mean, you cook your own food. You go to the grocery store. You 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 live in an apartment, basically a four bedroom apartment, two guys to each apartment. Some of the ranges even have like four singles and two doubles, which is sick. I stay. I was in the same cell there for like three and a half years. My whole time there, I was in the same exact cell. Like I watched the range just go over and over and over. Like that was my house. You know what I mean? When I was in the bucket, I got in a lot of shit. That's where I got most of my shit. And I didn't. They don't even tell you that. They, okay, it's time to go sign your waiver. Go into the pen. Okay. So everybody pulls up at Joyceville. And then they're like, you're walking to the fucking, there's these two cages. They're like cage. They're literally cages. And uh, you're walking towards this cage. And they're like, oh, no, I'm Warren and fucking so-and-so. You're in that cage. I'm like, what? What's up? You know what I mean? And uh, no, you guys are Max. You're going to Millhaven reception. I'm like, oh, okay. So I end up in Millhaven reception, which some shit goes down there, bro. What what's some of the wildest shit that you saw go on that that you'd be willing to talk about? I seen a guy. He was a bully. This was in reception. He was all right with me, bro. He did a couple tattoos on me, like showing me respect, da da da. But like he bullied some of these other guys, right? I was a range rep on the range, which is like people vote for you, whatever, or you just sign up. That's your job. I get. That's my pay. Everybody's locked up all day. I'm out. I'm out all day. My cell doors open all day. I do my shit. So there's another cleaner out with me. And then a couple of people will come out at server time. But other than that, no one gets out till five. And then you only get out for two hours. And the other side of the range gets out for two hours. This guy was bullying some people. So they had it all set up. They froze like literally one of these with water, froze it, and put it in a pillowcase. And uh, the guy was on the phone, and they, buddy, I, 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 I said to myself, because I didn't want no part of it, right? Because they shoot, they sh they'll shoot tear gas right on the range, and then they'll start firing bullets, right? 
Like they will do it straight up in the gym. There's bullet holes all in the walls. They'll, they'll shoot you. Um, and they love to throw tear gas. Um, yeah. Why? Buddy just, I was in my cell. There's a crack in the door. So I was watching it and buddy fucking baseball batted him with the frozen thing. And, oh, his head just exploded. Like, like just ripped open. But he like started fighting. Like, cause he's, oh, wow. he's a kind of big dude. Yeah, yeah, but he started fighting. First, he's like, yo, yo, guys, we can talk about this, right? Because, yeah, whatever. Of course, you want to, you know, it's four guys. But, De-escalate. Uh, yeah, right? But then they, they swung it again, hit him a couple times, like, not in the face, though. Then he grabbed a broom and snapped it and came to one of them. And those guys ran. I swear to God, those guys ran down the range. And one guy almost got caught. Like, he tried to get in, and the doors automatically are all closing. And he tried to get in the cell and he got caught. He was trying to like get through and buddy's running down the range after him. Like buddy's oh. but blood everywhere. Another another one on that range. Okay, there was uh this Inuit guy. And then another Inuit guy came and it's his brother, okay? No one says anything about it. Like the guy's all right, I guess, right? I don't really talk to them, but they're all right. Like, you know, I'll talk to you at the toaster if you're making food, you know. But um, I guess the brother, the new guy, jokingly poked his brother with the pen like he was stabbing him, jokingly. So he got his fucking friends together, and this the the in the new Inuit guy, he sleeps on the floor in his cell, okay, because it's cooler, right? Put your mask yeah. on the floor. Yo, these guys, three of them, as soon as the doors cracked for breakfast. Buddy, three of them went in there and just started stomping on his head, stomping on his head. But he came running out and grabbed the toaster. Buddy, he looked like fucking like uh, Carrie. I don't know, like like whatever. Yeah, but he ran out, ran all the way down the ring, grabbed the toaster, smoked one guy right in the mouth with it, and another (laughs) guy stabbed him. And oh yeah, that that was intense, bro. That was intense. I seen. Lots of stuff, man. Lots of stuff. I got a, I got a story though that I'd like to tell. Absolutely, yep. the floor That's is yours. My 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 story of what happened in there to me. You know, I gain a lot of weight when I go to jail. Like, I don't know if you can. I got a couple of pictures here. I don't know if you can see them, but oh yeah, yeah, right. I'm a lot lot bigger. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So so. But fat too. Don't get it twisted. Like I'm a fat fuck. So all of a sudden, like 2019, 2019, I started at the end of 2018. I started losing crazy weight. Okay, I wasn't doing anything. I was just laying in my bed. I was doing my time on my TV and my phone. You know, I had just started talking to my now girl, my fiance, and uh, yeah, I started losing crazy weight. So, and my eyes were going fucked up, like, like a little blurry. I'd always had perfect vision and I thought nothing of it, but I put in a request like end of month one, like I'd, I'd lost 10, 15 pounds and my body's not right. Can you guys see me? Slough me off. Another month goes by. It's getting worse. Now I've lost 30 pounds. Okay. So over an eight month period, I put in 30 requests. Okay. That one on answered. And half of them said, please, can I please have a blood test? Something's wrong with my body. At the end, it was, I lost 80 pounds. Then I'd lost 100 pounds, okay? So 
they're going on, oh, we think it's your thyroid, but never, ever tested me in any any capacity. I'm on the range, and I see someone testing their blood sugar. So I'm like, yo, bro, let me let me use that. He's like, yeah. So I did it, and it just said, hi, no number. I'm like, what the fuck? I did it seven times in a row. Pricked my finger. It just said, hi. I went to the phone. I called her. I said, what does that mean? That fucking means she's my, my girl's a nurse. She's a mental health nurse. Um, but she's a nurse. She, she said, that means get to the hospital. Your blood sugars. That means it's over 36. Okay. It's supposed to be between like four and six. Okay. Yeah. I tell, I tell them at the desk. Oh, now it's an emergency. Boom. The ambulance is there. Like they were, or no, not the ambulance. They drove the fucking paddy wagon down to the thing. And they drove me because they're fucking goof birds in the tiny little thing, man. You should see the size of this. It's like sitting in a little kitty ride at the fair. Like hmm. it's it's ridiculous. So they rushed me to the hospital. You got diabetes. Okay. So all right, well, who diabetes? Yeah, I did that to myself. But you know what? Uh, over time I did that to myself, but now I'm like, they this is just the beginning in my head. Like they fucked up. Like this has been eight months. Like how much my how how's my body, you know, taking this last eight months of fucking just spiked full of sugar, like you know, producing no insulin. Then my eyesight starts getting worse. So we're in like 2020, the end of 2020. Yeah. They uh, finally bring me into an optometrist because I like my eyes were getting bad, like bad, bad, bad. A week after they brought me the optometrist, he said, you have um, rapid. It's called like rapid advanced cataracts or something. It's from the diabetes. About a week after that, I woke up one day and I couldn't see out of my right eye at all. Zero. Zero. And then I said, something happened when you guys tested me or something. And they sent me back that day to the place. But he's like, no, you're. it's just going to get worse. And probably before your surgery, it's going to be both eyes, you know. And then uh, a couple more months passed. And I went totally blind. And I was totally 100% blind for seven months. Like couldn't see anything, not light, not dark, not anything. Okay. And they didn't even move me from the top floor. I was blind. They were supposed to get me uh like, you know, a stick, one of those sticks, the blind yeah. flap. They were supposed to get me one of those. It came the day before I went for my surgery. After I had my surgery, I was there for still five more months. I had surgery on one eye. They can only do it once, one at a time. And after I had my surgery, they never checked on my eye once, not once. There was no follow-up, not not from not from the time he took the scalpel off my eye, ever was there ever a follow-up. Wow. Like they never even asked, how's your eye? Like the healthcare at the thing, right? Like they just bro, they they sloughed me off so bad. So yeah, there's an active huge lawsuit, like huge lawsuit. That's human but, cr uh, cruelty right there. Oh, brother, it's so much neglect in the very, very least. And yeah. they're trying to put up a defense to this. I have I have the 30 requests signed by them. Signed. Yeah. And not and, and nothing done. And it took eight months to diagnose. And I'm begging for a blood test. There's never one done. It's crazy. And and then I was still, when I got out, I can only see out of one eye for a couple months. And then and then I had um I had the second surgery 
They made me still drive. I'm on parole and everything. They made me still drive all the way down to Gravenhurst. They didn't re like get it. Uh, just stupid, man. And there was never a follow up with them either. But I still, my vision's fucked. Like it's, it's not like at first it seemed like it was HD. You know what I mean? Like when I got it back, mm-hmm. yeah. that's a trip. That's a trip. And it was literally the second they pulled away with the scalpel, I could see. You lost that much weight. Was there any other symptoms or factors that the diabetes was was causing? Was it just the eyesight and, and weight loss? That's what I noticed. There was other stuff too, like they, they put me on that they did deal with, you know? Um, like they put me on way too much gabapentin. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they did that, which I don't take anymore at all. I got off that when I got out. When you're getting out of prison, are you coming out with a mindset that it's all got to change? You got a plan or are you just, are you angry or relieved? No, no, no. You know what? I got out so thankful, bro. So thankful for like the people that came into my life, you know, thankful that I got to, it took me a long time, bro, but I got to mature. I don't have that anger anymore since i met since i met her man it was almost instant like even with her she'll lose it on me and i'll just i won't even say nothing back i'll just be like okay i don't have time for drama i don't have time for nonsense um sometimes i have a little bit of a fucking uh, like you know what i mean but who doesn't right yeah what i mean exactly. not nine nine times out of ten i'm gonna i'm gonna just laugh at a comment Instead of like on TikTok, sometimes I go off a little bit. Maybe you've seen it. I don't know. You yeah. know what I mean? But but uh but in real life, bro, like I just wanna chill. I just wanna, you know, yeah, do my you know, do my uh do my thing. I wanna enjoy life. I'll I wanna love the people that love me back, you know, mm-hmm. and I don't I just don't want people to like come into my world that don't deserve or want to be there. Do you know what I mean? Like before we, uh, before we call it a night here, we always ask all of our guests to give a positive message to the youth, something that you wish you learned before having the challenges you had to face. What do you got to say to them? It's these days, man, they, they have it. It's bad enough. If you, you know, they have a single parent home or, they're in foster care or whatever. But now, starting at 10, 11, 12, 13 years old, there's a stigma. You got to be a gangster. Okay? Everybody's got to be a gangster. And what up, Prody? And what up, Wody? And what up, this? And what up, that? Listen, kids, man, be independent. Start your own trends, okay? Because it's not cool to be a gangster. It's not cool to get the blicky and stuff or whatever they call it nowadays. You know what I mean? It's not, bro. It's not. You're going to snap out of that phase, and I hope it's not too late. I hope you haven't hit that 18-year-old mark where they're going to give you numbers that are going to stay on your file forever. They're going to stay there forever and ever. There's so many problems with getting a pardon these days. It used to be seven years, da-da-da-da-da, write a letter. Listen, I wrote a letter after seven years. They told me reapply in three years, okay? I wrote a letter after those 10 years. They told me reapply in two years, and then I started getting in trouble again. Just... Please, like, you know, just just have respect for one another. 
dress how you want, but leave the attitude at the door. You know what I mean? Absolutely. You don't have to be gangsters. No, nobody's got to be a gangster. Just get your education. Stay on those computers. I don't care what anybody says about screen time. Computers are the future. And I mean, like, you can be writing code and stuff and getting paid big bucks. So just ask those extra questions and go that extra mile. And I, I hope the best for for all of them. I just want to say, like, if my kids see this, I love you guys very much. And my stepkids, too. I want to show them my stepkids. I got, uh, I have a lot of kids, bro. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I, have a lot of kids. I haven't said how many kids I got. I got, uh, I got a 20-year-old. An 18-year-old stepdaughter, 17-year-old stepson, a 16-year-old stepdaughter, okay? I have a 14-year-old son, a 12-year-old son, a 9-year-old daughter, a 5-year-old daughter. Man, that's almost a baseball team right there. Right? It's eight of them. Wow. <laughs> if, I, if I go out there, I'm uh, we can play a game, nine to the field, right? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Anybody you want to give uh, a shout-out before we close her down tonight? My oh, yeah. What's your TikTok? Name, What's your TikTok? Yeah. My TikTok name is Penitentiary Rules Canada, all one word. Backed up is Penitentiary Rules Canada, too. Um, I got a lot of videos up. I even got a couple that are over a million. Well, actually, I got one that's over a million. Okay. I got one at 1.5. But I'm hitting, I'm hitting some good numbers. Okay. So JJ, awesome, man. It's been Thanks a pleasure. Thanks for coming on tonight. We'll have you right. back on to get into some fucking deep stories next time. All right. All right, and we'll bro. take it from there, bro. Take care. Thank you very much. All right, man. Love and respect, boys. You too, bro. Take care. Thanks for tuning man. in tonight, everybody. Broken Home Podcast. Good night. Later.